At Firehouse Subs, a portion of every purchase helps provide life-saving equipment to first responders. We make our subs differently because our subs make a difference. Like our Italian sub, piled high with Genoa salami, pepperoni, and Virginia honey ham. Or our Firehouse Meatball Sub with zesty marinara, both with melted provolone and Italian seasoning. Your choice, just $6.99 each for a medium and only for a limited time at Firehouse Subs. Tap the banner now to start your order. The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All-Hit Radio. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, and for the next four hours, I'm your host and your guide as together we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the Exxon. It's a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. And the Exxon comes to you Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern. On the Talkstar Radio Network, Exxon Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio, Star Cable, and our family of broadcast affiliates right across Canada, the United States, the Caribbean, Central America, South America, the Pacific Rim, Asia, India, Africa, and Europe. Worldwide toll-free, 1-800-610-7035. Email exxon@exxonradiotv.com on MSN Messenger. Exxon Radio TV at Hotmail.com and our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. Exxon Nation, uh, my very special guest this first hour is Dr. Sally Ryan Feather and John Kurth. Uh, first of all, Dr. Sally Ryan Feather is the eldest daughter of Dr. J.B. Ryan, known as the father of ESP Research. She practically grew up at the parapsychology lab at Duke University where her father's famous ESP card test led to extrasensory perception, becoming a household word in America. After obtaining a bachelor's degree in biology, Dr. Feather returned to her father's laboratory to work on ESP experiments and research. She then earned a doctorate in experimental psychology from Duke University. Dr. Feather is a licensed clinical psychologist, completing her postdoctoral fellowship in clinical psychology at the University of North Carolina. She also founded the Psychic Experience Group at the Ryan Research Center, which functions as a support group allowing people who have had troubling psychic experiences to meet and share those experiences without fear of ridicule or judgment. Dr. Feather's current parapsychology focus is developing the Ryan Research Center's research program investigating the possibility of applying PSI ability to the health and healing field. Now, our second guest, who is with Dr. Ryan, is John G. Kurth. He is the founder of the Ryan Education Center 
and has used his extensive uh, technology background to help make the Ryan more accessible to a worldwide audience. He has informally studied parapsychology and sci for over 35 years and has formally began studying research and evaluation techniques since 2008. He is completing a Master of Science in Psychology, specializing in research methods and analysis techniques, and is using this knowledge to contribute to the research efforts at the Ryan, including work on precognition and healing energies. He has worked in large and small organizations as a manager and an operations specialist and is bringing this expertise to the Ryan Research Center. Now, the website for the Ryan Research Center, Exonation, is www.ryan.org and that's www.rhine.org When I come back from this two-minute commercial break, we will be joined by Dr. Sally Ryan Feather and John Kurth from the Ryan Research Center as the Exxon starts for today. It's a Friday, so whatever you do, Exxon Nation, this weekend, play safe, enjoy yourself, Love those that are in your family and try to do something very special and kind for somebody you don't know. It doesn't hurt to say, hi, how are you? Give them a smile. And as we get into the cooler temperatures, don't forget if you can dig a little deep into your pocket to find some money for your favorite organization that helps the needy. Or maybe you've got some extra cans of food that you can give to the food bank. Or how about those clothes that don't fit your children anymore or yourself for that matter that you could donate to an organization that that helps people in need at this very special time in, well, I guess in the world. I was going to say our country, but it seems like this is a worldwide problem. I'll be back on the other side of this two-minute commercial break with Dr. Sally Ryan, uh, Dr. Sally Ryan Feather, and John Kurth. Whatever you do, don't go away. We'll be back in two. Take a step back in time and discover old Florida cuisine at Marsh Landing Restaurant in Felsmere. Enjoy delicacies such as frog legs, gator tail, catfish, and swamp cabbage, or enjoy the more traditional cuisine like hand-cut Angus steaks, ribs, and seafood. Join us for breakfast with a southern flair featuring sweet potato pancakes, biscuits and gravy, and much more. Planning a party? Marsh Landing's private dining room can accommodate groups from 8 to 80 people. While you're visiting, enjoy the historic pictures, artifacts, and stories that line the walls. Marsh Landing is truly a unique experience. Marsh Landing Restaurant, 44 North Broadway in historic Felsmere. Or visit marshlandingrestaurant.com. Marsh Landing, old Florida cuisine at its best. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. 
Remember, 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. We all desire health, happiness, and fulfillment, but often get in our own way. Repeated patterns that leave us out of control can keep us feeling powerless, frustrated, and unable to move forward in spite of our best efforts. Unconscious patterning disconnects us from our gifts, often destroying the very thing we seek. But there is an answer. We can take charge of our destiny and heal the trauma of our history. Shamanism is an effective ancient modality that can reconnect us with our true selves, empower the creation of our dreams, and return us to health and balance. Cody Alexander is a certified shamanic practitioner and teacher with 11 years experience. Email HealingPathways33 at gmail.com or visit CodyAlexander.net to schedule a long-distance shamanic session today. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, Explanation, I've got a, an error to fix over here. I said John Kurth. It's John Kruth who is with our special guest this hour, Dr. Sally Ryan Feather from the Ryan Research Center. And uh, first of all, John, I apologize. Quite all right. Thank you, Rob. Welcome to the Exxon. And uh, Sally, welcome back. Uh, it's always great having you here. Uh, let's see, you were with us uh, about four or five years ago. What's happened since you and I last had the opportunity of talking at the Ryan Research Center? Well, since then, I think our center has gotten stronger. We started new research and new educational programs, uh, which we can talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, I am uh, the new. The big news in my life is that I've retired as the. I was the executive director soon after I was on your show. If right. I wasn't at that time, and I was the director for three or four years in there, and now I have turned it over. We have turned it over to John Cruz. So you have today with you the retiring director. And a new director, John. Where does your where does your interest in parapsychology come from, and what is has what is your own experience with parapsychology and psi? Well, having been born into the, a household where ESP tests were as common as um, what bingo might be in mm-hmm. somebody's house or bridge, uh, we I just grew up sort of in the lab, and I met many of the people that my came to study with my father or visitor who would talk about the interesting things that happened to them, their experiences, mm-hmm. uh, which suggested ESP. Uh, so I just grew up with it. It was a natural for me. But it really wasn't until I got in graduate school that I fully understood, you know, the statistical part and all that, which kind of backs up the the belief that, that um, many people have from their own experiences. But, but we have both the science and the experience side at our laboratory and in my own personal life, too. And, John, where does your your interest in Psy come from? Well, it's interesting because Sally talks about growing up with ESP tests in her house. Mm-hmm. And as I was growing up, we actually, I, I came from a family that had healing traditions. And so we did a cr- tremendous amount of experiential ESP in my home. Um, we actually had a pack of Zener cards, which are the ESP test cards, as I was growing up, and my brothers and sisters used to play with them just like we would play with any other cards. <laughs> um, we, did a, we did a tremendous amount of things growing up, and it seemed very natural to us. It wasn't until I got into my teenage years that I realized not everybody understood this. Not mm-hmm. everybody did this. Um, so I had a natural tendency 
towards uh, psychic experiences as I was growing up. And as I got older, I began to look more into the science. Sally, how um, how has ESP progressed, or the study of and understanding of ESP progressed since your dad started way back when? Well, uh, for one thing, there is a mounted a, a humongous amount of experimental evidence for mm-hmm. those who are skeptical and find and, and lean toward the scientific approach, as maybe some of your listeners do. Um, that's been very reassuring that we have the science on our side. The other side, trying to understand why do you have an experience, or like, for instance, if you had a, a striking dream last night that came true today, we still don't know how it is that your brain or your mind processes how that happens. We're still, uh, many big questions like that we, uh, we're still studying, but we do understand more about the kind of people that have these experiences and under what conditions, and we're always impressed by the amount uh, that we hear from the general public of how broad and extensive this is. Hardly a person that I know has not had something like this that puzzled them and left questions in their mind. Well, Sally, what would be the profile of a person who is more apt or prone to be receptive of of ESP? Well, I think now that we know uh, the people who tend to be, uh, have more experiences than others, tend to be uh, more creative, more right brain, you might say, or, uh-huh. or they access it. Now, they may be able to switch back and forth between uh, radio announcers like you and creative artists at nighttime, but uh, that's creative in the daytime. But uh, So we know that, that that's important. We also find that people... Uh, tend to have experiences relating to their families and people they know and care about. Uh, Personality-wise, creative, meditative people, factors in that sort that lean in that direction. What kind of experimentation are you presently doing at the Rhine Research Center when it comes to uh, ESP and other aspects of the paranormal, uh, John? Well, we have a, a few different experiments that are going on right now. Uh, right now, one of the one of the major experiments is an experiment by John Palmer, who's been a researcher at the Rhine for a number of decades. Mm-hmm. Um, he's doing research related to dissociation in ESP. Dissociation is a state of mind where you, everybody's experienced this, maybe when you're driving or maybe when you're doing two tasks at once and you're right. not really paying attention to one or the other. So you have this kind of this state of mind where you're where it's a lack of pure focus. And trying to relate that to see how that performs on ESP tasks. Now, Dr. Palmer's research is related to similar to something like a Ouija board. Mm-hmm. He's trying to determine by selecting, pre-selecting targets, whether people are able to find these targets using their ESP while in a dissociative state. Is there a difference as as far as the Ryan Research Center is concerned between ESP and remote viewing, or are they one and the same? Remote viewing is a special uh, case, which we we previously called clairvoyance. Mm-hmm. It's knowing about things at a distance, things something that might be hidden, whether it be hidden in a box or an envelope, right. or something that might be halfway around the world. Remote viewing has been done uh, by people sitting in the United States. They've viewed locations as far away as Russia, right, or in different parts of the Middle East. Um, this is just one special case of psi or ESP. ESP also includes things like telepathy, 
which is mind-to-mind communication. Some people call it mind reading. Mm-hmm. It also includes uh, uh, precognition, which is knowing about something before it happens, fortune-telling, knowing the future. Or it also includes uh, psychokinesis, which is mind-matter interaction, being able to move things with your mind. So those are the four main areas of research in parapsychology. Are we any closer to understanding why some people are psychic and can actually do psychic predicting and other people just can't? Well, there's there's a number of different theories on this right now. Um, one of the major theories is that's recently been put forth by one of our researchers, Jim Carpenter. Mm-hmm. It's called First Sight Theory of Psi. First Sight uh, proposes that Psi impulses, these subtle cues that enable people to uh, perform Psi phenomena, do telepathy, know a little bit about the future, these are available to everyone, and they're very common within human beings. It's part of everyone's thinking process. The difference is some people are able to pay attention to these. Some people actually focus on these and allow themselves to recognize them. Other people, when they get these subtle impulses or subtle cues, Mm -hmm. they may ignore it because they may think, oh, well, that's just my imagination. It's just something that I think might be happening, but it's not real. So it seems that the people who are actually able to express ESP and able to perform well on the test are people who are more open and more willing to accept and trust in themselves and trust in these subtle impulses. Sally, did you have yeah, something to Yeah, I would say in addition to that, uh, we one thing we have learned from research and anecdotes is that the process of meditation or mm-hmm. meditative practices are a person can engage in that and and open up themselves to the side, this first sight theory. That's pretty well established. So even if you don't think you have the ability, if you get into meditative practices, the chances are you would very much improve your abilities in this way. In order for someone to be able to predict coming events, wouldn't that mean that our our very knowledge of the time-space continuum is all wrong? Well, that's a very interesting question, and uh, that actually gets into some of the other research that we're beginning here, and it's related to some research on precognition mm-hmm. that was done by Daryl Bem. He's a noted psychologist who uh, published an article earlier this year in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology. It's a standard psychology journal, and it really shook up the world of, parapsycho- of psychology and of the standard sciences because what he demonstrated was that it is very common for people to have precognitive impulses, for them to recognize that something is happening mm-hmm. before it actually happens. This, so- does, this does tell us that there are some things that happen in the future that are sending information backwards to us. And that makes the world of physics and the way that time is represented in our daily lives changes our whole perspective. Is there any any implication of parallel universes or uh, multiple dimensions that would work with this theory? There, there may parallel universes. Uh, they could be applied as mm-hmm. as a scientist. I really have to look at that as pure speculation and theory until we have some sort of evidence related to it. 
What Dr. Ben presented was standard psychological testing methodology, which demonstrated precognition. He didn't try to explain the mechanism. Mm -hmm. He just said, hey, this is happening. So we can apply a number of different theories related to parallel universities, maybe related to the, just the nature of our perception of time. But at this point in time, parapsychology, we, we don't have evidence to demonstrate that that's the case. All right, stand by, please. You and I have to take a commercial break with the news. We'll be right back. Exonation, Dr. Sally Ryan Feather and John Cruff are our special guests. They are with the Ryan Research Center, www.rhine.org. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as we continue from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. This coming February 2012, I will be the Master of Ceremonies at the Body, Soul, Spirit Expo at the International Centre here in Toronto, which is right across from Pearson International Airport on Airport Road. For more information, how you can become an exhibitor, or if you'd like to visit, they have some great uh, sales on uh, week passes, visit their website at www.bodysoulspiritexpo.com. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news with Dr. Sally Ryan Feather and John Cruth from the Ryan Research Center as we continue investigating the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here in the X-Zone with yours truly, Rob McConnell. Don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. There's a legend shared by many indigenous cultures of a time when the nations were cast to the four corners of the world. Each nation was given a body of sacred knowledge that held a different portion of the truth to preserve. True reality could not be known until all the nations reunited, combining the information. If a single one was missing, the world could not be reborn and darkness would prevail. The Science of Magic Radio is dedicated to reuniting the sacred knowledge. With the understanding, none of us has all the answers, but together we can open new perceptions and possibilities. Through our combined vision, the world can be reborn into a place where darkness no longer prevails. 
Join me, Gwilda Wiecka, and the Science of Magic daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, or visit us at thescienceofmagic.net. And welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon. My name is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, www.exxonradiotv.com. And if you'd like to read any of the 30-some-odd past editions and present edition of the X Chronicles newspaper that we have posted, xchronicles-newspaper.com forward slash publisher. And I'd just like to read you uh, something here that... Uh, that uh, Len McGuire, who is uh, one of the big guys who does a lot of work for us over at the X Chronicles, uh, gave us earlier today. The September 2011 edition of the X Chronicles newspaper has to date greatly surpassed our anticipated online reads at xchronicles-newspaper.com forward slash publisher. Uh, the X Chronicles newspaper has been publishing since 1992 and is North America's only paranormal parapsychology newspaper. Our YouTube video channel has had over 657,000 channel views. Uh, let me see. Our email lists comprise of over 3.5 3. million email addresses. Uh, on Facebook, we have over 5,000 friends. Uh, scribbed, we've had 122,956 total reads with 966 followers. Um, to date, at the Apple iTunes Store, 898,101 podcast downloads. And let me see, uh, the X Chronicles newspaper is now available for handheld mobile devices, including the Apple iPad, Amazon Kindle, Nook, Apple iPhone, Android, Windows Mobile, BlackBerry, Symbian, Palm, Onyx, Jetbook Lite, I think is what it's called, Easy Reader, Cooler, Irix, X-Edge, and Eastlick. So all this is because of you, the members of the XO Nation, and uh, the hard work of that many people, many listeners, and a lot of radio stations have been putting in over the past 20 years. Wow. All of a sudden... You're creating your own alternate universe there. Yeah, all of a sudden I feel very old, John. Talk about the time shift. Holy cow. You know, and, and during that intro, we heard a little girl say, Hi, you're listening to my dad, Rob McConnell. That was my daughter, Belinda, when she was eight. And we just learned that Belinda and her husband, Chad, are going to be parents. Belinda now is 22 years old. Oh, wow. And you're a grandparent then. Oh, I'm a grandfather seven times over. We've got six lovely children. So we're looking forward to the uh, the next edition here to the uh, here to the family. First of all, Sally and John, I know that you guys are very busy, and I sincerely appreciate the time taking out to, to come with us here on the Exxon and, and to tell people who may be teetering on the on the fence of, well, geez, am I having these experiences? Am I going out of my mind, or am I just imagining all this? And, you know, having done this show over 20 years, like I said, I've, I've come to the conclusion that these people are having these experiences. Oh, yes. I don't doubt that at all. Having experienced five experiences is, mm-hmm. is just normal life for many people. It's only when you don't have them that you think that they're unusual. Uh, but we certainly know that they're they're reasonable and, and happen all the time. As that book that I mentioned that I wrote before that we talked about is, is full of stories that people have sent to us. Currently, mm-hmm. we are actually collecting, still collecting uh, reports of ESP experiences, 
dreams that come true and things that come true and that sort of experience. But we're also now uh, onto a study of uh, psychokinesis as it occurs in everyday life. Uh, that may be more commonly mind uh, over ma- matter or mm-hmm. just unexplained physical things which happen in a person's life which they can't find a normal conventional explanation for could be what we're talking about and we call it psychokinesis, particularly around the time of crisis or or, on a, you know, or death. We, we uh, are studying those also as well as just ordinary. We have some people, for instance, who tell us that they uh, um, clock around them or the computer breaks down more often than it does for other people. Right. Um, you know, those, those unexplained physical things. So we're collecting accounts of those and doing an analysis of the kind of people who have them. Now, now Sally says we're collecting accounts of them. She's being a bit modest here. <laughs> oh, she always is. Uh, this, this research has been going on. These accounts have been collected by Sally's mother for a number of years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. before Sally ever took over this research and started to do it. At the Ryan Center, one of the things that I've realized since I've been here is people feel comfortable speaking about their personal experiences. We try to provide a community where people can come and they can feel free without any any chance of ridicule of saying what they perceive. Now, we don't say everyone is having a psychic experience just because you come in and you think you're having one. Mm-hmm. But we give you a safe place to talk about it. And what this has done is it's provided an environment where we receive reports almost every day, if not every day, from people who have different experiences, whether it be, I had a dream last night, and it seems like it's coming true today, Um, whether it be that uh, every time I walk into the supermarket, the lights flicker. Uh, There are a number of different things. My pet ran away from home. We moved across the country, and my pet showed up at my doorstep. We have all types of stories of this sort. And Sally's mother, Louisa Ryan, collected these stories for many years. This was, as a, in contrast to the experimental work that J.B. Ryan, Sally's father, was doing, Sally's mother was dealing with spontaneous ESP experiences. And these have been collected over a number of years, and Sally's continuing to collect these things. These, these stories as uh, as the years goes by. Let yes, me let me ask you this question, right. Sally. Has the internet helped the 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 yes. awareness of people around the world to the great work that you and your other researchers are doing at the Rhine uh, Research Center? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Of course, with programs like yours uh, coming independently, but from our own website, uh, mm-hmm. which is now something I we highly recommend. We are beaming out this information to all over the world and. Uh, you, your listeners can can learn much more than we can cover today, and they can send in their own stories. Even that we will have one uh, every month, a, a new one uh, on posted online. So there are many, many ways people who aren't locally in Durham, North Carolina, mm-hmm. can appreciate this work. And you're right; the internet is the magic word here. Let me ask you a question, John. Is there a connection between? All paranormal activities. For example, we've got certain people who talk about UFOs. We have other people who talk about ghosts. We have other people who talk about psychic phenomena. We have other people who talk about um, uh, Bigfoot. We have other people who talk about, uh, you know, and, and the list goes on and on and on. Is there a common thread here? 
Well, there there is a common thread in that in human experiences, there are certain experiences that are rare mm-hmm. and unusual. We call these anomalous experiences. When you're talking about sighting a Bigfoot, seeing the Loch Ness Monster, being abducted by a UFO, right. or having an unusual ESP phenomena, these are all unusual things that occur, and they are all anomalous experiences. In parapsychology, we tend to focus on things that we can look at in a laboratory. Um, it's, it's very difficult until someone finds a Bigfoot mm-hmm. or until we actually have some evidence, some more evidence of UFOs or of uh, abductions. We don't, within parapsychology, we tend not to go into those areas. We're not denying that they exist, but we are looking for things that we can use scientific methods to find uh, evidence that we can try to introduce into the scientific community. And I would add to that that the uh, experiences have to be something which relate to human nature as we know it now, mm-hmm. or maybe animal behavior. We don't, in, in this case, UFOs we don't know would relate to us as humans, uh, or Bigfoot might not. might be interesting and important, but we, we restrict our work to what relates to, I'd say, psychology at the right. base of having to do with human behavior, the human, human mind, or animal mind. And, and I am sure there is a lot that does reflect on our environment, our sociological standings, our upbringing, our parenting, that you have to take into consideration as you're doing your research. Yes, you're right. And, and there is a lot of research that is going on currently within parapsychology uh, to try to determine what personality traits mm-hmm. will, will help to contribute to being... Uh, to performing well on psi tests or ESP tests. Um, we, we use standard personality measures. For example, there's a measure um, that comes from uh, Oxford, Liverpool, which is called the O-Life measure. And this is a standard personality test that measures different characteristics of personality. And this is used regularly within a number of our tests we're doing now to try to determine who will do better on ESP tests. Is there any any sociological standing, or is there any any? Let me see. How can I put this without putting my foot in my mouth? Is, is there any group on this planet, any country on this planet, that scores higher than any other country when it comes to ESP or psychic phenomenon that you study at the Ryan Center? No, we have not found any uh, evidence of <clears throat> of a difference among mm-hmm. among cultures, uh, races, um, ethnic backgrounds, whatever, it, when they're properly studied. I mean, of course, if you run out to an a, a indigenous tribe and you use standard methods that they would not be familiar with, sure. it, would, it might not work any better than if I threw a Greek test at, at, at one of your, at you. So, mm-hmm. so we, have to, we have to fit into the culture, and when that's done, we haven't found any difference. Some cultures do report more than others. That's clearly true, and I think it's much easier. For instance, if you're in a Latin America, for instance, it may be more. You may have less, um, oh, criticism mm-hmm. if you talk about your dreams that come true, or, or other parts of the world than others. The Western um, European countries have they vary from one to the next. But basically, when you look at it and you experimental work, we think this is a natural human ability that all humans have. Perhaps we've even lost some. Maybe perhaps we don't 
exhibit as much in our Western culture, which is more critical than others. But that's probably a matter of uh, psychological and sociological factors. Having said that, Dr. Ryan, would you say that psychic phenomena, uh, the paranormal, parapsychology, as we know it today, played a major part in religious theologies of days gone by? Yes, absolutely. I think the basis of, uh, or along with the, the beginnings of all religions and all mm-hmm. spiritual paths, you will find reports which we could call parapsychological, other people might call miracles, uh, and I'm not saying that doesn't say anything about what the source of understood. The, yeah, but where it comes from. Mm-hmm. But it certainly amplifies prophecy, prayer. All of these fit into very much what we might study here. We just don't use that language. In fact, we don't. I like to think that we don't really believe in the supernatural. We just believe that there are phenomena for which we don't yet have an understanding. And once we have an understanding, it will become natural. Doesn't mean it won't be right and cause us to have spiritual beliefs and practices mm-hmm. related to it. I'm not taking away from that. I'm just saying there's a solid basis that goes back far beyond any particular religion, and yet it's very important to religions and spiritual pathways. Yes, and I think it might be interesting to point out at this point that J.B. Uh, Ryan, who founded this center, when he was trying to, deter- trying to explain why the center was being founded, he discussed that there were a number of phenomena that were occurring, mainly in their religious world or in spiritual world, mm-hmm. that were being ignored by the sciences. And his goal was to try to bridge science and spirituality. This, these words are words we still use today related to the Ryan Center. We're trying to find a way to explain some, spirit, some phenomena that often happen in spiritual world that are common among people and trying to explain them using scientific terms. We've got to take our final break for this hour, but here's a question I'd like to ask both of you now and give you a couple of seconds to think it over. How do you see the advent and the establishment of quantum physics being used in paranormal parapsychology research? Fair question? All right, we'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with our two very special guests this hour, Dr. Sally Ryan Feather and John Kruth from the Ryan Research Center, www.ryan.org. That's www.ryan.org. 1-800-610-7035, worldwide, toll-free. Email exxon.exxonradiotv.com on MSN Messenger, TV at hotmail.com. And our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. My name is Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon, a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. And we'll be back on the other side of this two-minute commercial break with Dr. Sally Ryan Feather and uh, John Kruth, www.ryan.org. And it's a four-minute commercial break. It's Friday, guys. I'm sorry. We'll be back. Don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. 
For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Hi, I'm Larry Lawson, host of Paranormal Stakeout. With over 36 years in law enforcement, I have learned a few things. The most important is the proper gathering and preservation of evidence is vital to putting the bad guy behind bars. It's no different in the world of paranormal investigation, whether it's the search for the afterlife, cryptozoology, UFOs, and extraterrestrials. How we gather the evidence, preserve that evidence, and present it to a jury of our peers will make the ultimate difference in proving the existence of worlds and entities that are beyond our imagination. Join me, Larry Lawson, every week on Paranormal Stakeout when, along with my guests, we'll take a journey to prove with indisputable evidence what man has struggled to believe for centuries. Go to xzbn.net for the broadcast schedule and check me out at paranormalstakeout.com. True healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. Dr. Sally Rhinefeather and John Kruth are our special guests this hour. They're with the Ryan Research Center, www.ryan.org. That's R-H-I-N-E dot O-R-G. Sally and John, before we went to the commercial break, I asked you how you saw quantum physics basically working with your research in paranormal and psi and parapsychology. And uh, Sally, I'd like to take your answer first. Well, I think there are implications quite a bit. Um, in my father's day, he used to speak about this psi ability being non-physical. Mm-hmm. But now the definition of a physical has changed from his day, so it's much broader. And, uh, you know, Einstein said uh, spooky action at a distance. That would be what we might say some of our psi phenomena are, although he wasn't a follower of the quantum approach. But John uh, may have something to add, to add a little more specific about that. Do you? Do you? Well, sure. I knew Sally was going to turn this over to me. <laughs> um, I, and I have to defer to Dean Radin and his uh, work that he's done uh, in the conscious universe to try to relate quantum physics mm-hmm. to what's been going on in parapsychology. Uh, there are really two main phenomena that Dean Radin talks about, one of them being the observer effect and the second being entangled particles. The observer effect is very interesting because it, it relate, it's something that we find in quantum physics that's very, very well established. And it is that uh, light, particle, light can act as either a particle or a wave. And it's demonstrated by using a standard double slit experiment. And I'm not going to go into the details of this experiment, 
But let me mention that whenever uh, whenever the experiment is being performed, light will appear to act like a wave. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you put a device in place to try to observe how this is how this is occurring, light changes uh, changes characteristic and begins to act like a particle. So this says that by observing a phenomenon, we are actually changing it. This is an important relationship between quantum physics and what may be occurring within psi, because it means that intention, the observation, the intention of observing an event can actually change reality. So this is one thing that is related to quantum physics. The other that is very interesting is entangled particles. Entangled particles are two particles that are created at the same time, mm-hmm. but then separate. And what has been found in quantum physics is that these particles will continue to respond to each other as if they are next to each other or as if they are the same particle. So you can make changes. You can separate these particles by anywhere from a few meters to some hundreds of miles. And when a change occurs to one particle, the other particle will change instantaneously. To reflect the change that was made in the original particle. John and Sally, we've got to say so long for tonight, but I'd love to have you both back on, or either one of you back on in the near future. Thank you very much for joining us. A great pleasure talking to you and meeting you, John, and, and Dr. Sally. It's always a great honor for us to have you here on this show. So until the next time we meet, my friends, take care of each other and uh, be good. Keep the great work up. Thank you, Rob. Good night now. Exo Nation, Dr. Sally Ryan Feather and John Kruth have been our guests this hour from the Ryan Research Center, www.rhine.org. I'll be back on the other side of the news at six and a half minutes past as the Exxon continues from Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. With yours truly, Rob McConnell. Don't go away. <laughs> 